Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you're making it a good one. Doobie Lane is back on the ones and twos. We greatly appreciate him joining us. We got a good show in store for you today. Hashtag Rafino's Rants. You're going to get a two-for-one special. If it looks like I'm a little aggravated... If it looks like I'm a little aggravated, it's because I am. Not sure if you guys saw the the Dick Vitale uh, incident today, but we're going to talk on Dick Vitale. Also, I saw this preseason SEC. Who's going to win it? Who's not going to win it? What were the tiers? Who was number one, two, three, four, five, six? They had LSU number six in the West behind Ole Miss and Mississippi State. <laughs> Wrong. We're going to do a Rafino's rant on that as well chase hoyt from tigerbait.com and go recruiting that's chase hoyt from tigerbait.com and go recruiting is going to be our guest around 7 20 tonight also cam newton very big news i don't know why people don't think this is big bigger news than what it actually is but cam newton go to the patriots what do i think about that as the nfl season is is really about to start taking off here in the next couple of i guess what month two months month and a half but we're going to talk about that as well. Also, we're going to we're going to take some calls if we have the time. So you can always call 225-238-6075. That's 225-238-6075. But before we get to all of that, before I get on here and start screaming, before I get on here and start doing the Rafino's rants, tonight's sponsor is always brought to you, our main and leading sponsor, GM Varnado and Sons. They've been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. Anything that you need automotive-wise, they can take care of. AC work, drivetrain repair, check engine light. No job is too big or too small. You need some new tires, they got you. You need your tires rotated, they got you. Set up an appointment or swing on by there to GM Varnado's Sons today. Or if you want to call them, just give them a call. Tell them Blake Rafino sent you at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Tell them Blake Rafino at RU Serious Sports sent you by. All right. I got to get to it. He done did it again. He, he's done it again. He continues to do it. He continues to do it. Yes, guys, the merchandise will be launching. I see some comments, Facebook, Live, and Twitter. The merch will be dropping this Wednesday. We have the site that's pretty much already locked down. We got some more things that we're adding to the site as we technically are speaking. So a couple more things that are going to be added to the site, all the merch that you see, some of the merch. It's going to be launching on this Wednesday, July the 1st. But he did it again. You know who he is, Dick Vitale. So let me back up. Let's do a let's do a preface. Let's do a preface of what's been going on here because of the simple fact, because of the simple fact that a five-star center, a top 10 player in all of the nation, he had reclassified in his leading school for most what everyone thinks in Musa Sisse is going to be going to LSU. Now, Dick Vitale, every time Musa Sisse comes out and says, I'm going to be committing, Dick Vitale, well, his source, Dale Brown, gives him some info, and Dick Vitale runs with it. Here's a direct tweet from Dick this, today, I guess around noon. He says, here's an update on the potential NCAA notice of allegations, not in... Not in uh, not anything other than allegations. So 
A notice of allegations facing LSU basketball in Arizona. My source, which we know right now is Dale Brown. For most of us, if you don't know, I came on the show a month, month and a half ago. I didn't put the man's name out there, but your former coach, your former coach at LSU, yes, the guy that recruited and got shacked to come to LSU, your coach, Dale Brown, is his source. At least that's what I'm hearing and most people are hearing around LSU. But my source told me, that they will both be notified of violations at the end of July, early August. Source says both the teams will face level one charges. Well, Dick, know that they will not. It, let's put two and two together here. Let's put two and two together here from Dick Vitale and what's going on with him in LSU. Okay, every single time, Musa Sisse, who a guy who could quite frankly be a lottery pick, a game changer, for LSU, every time he says that he's going to be committing, Dick Vitale comes out with these Rudy Poo, and I mean absolutely Rudy Poo, tweets about LSU. Notice of allegations? No, they're not. The NCAA, Unless the NCAA is lying to Louisiana State University, no notice of allegations are coming. None. And you might be asking yourself, okay, well, Blake Rafino is going to be the person who's going to sit here and tell you what's really going on because no one and other outside media, from what I understand, has the gojones to tell you what's going on. But Dale Brown, your former coach, is upset because he doesn't have the, the, his name on the court at LSU. And quite frankly, it's funny to me. It's very funny to me that Maybe an hour after the first time Dick Vitale said something on Twitter about LSU, not even an hour goes by, and he says, LSU, and I'm quoting because I had a, it took a lot of digging. Uh, do you see the comments, Doobie, on Facebook Live? People are saying that they have an error loading message. If you can take care, if we can look into that. I think it might just be you. Yeah, it might just be you. Yeah, it might just be on your side's gags. But, yeah, refresh it, gags. But it's funny to me that not even an hour after the simple fact, not even an hour after the simple fact that Dick Vitale tried to go all Blake Rafina, no, I'm just joking, but all Adam Schefter and say that he has a source saying that LSU is facing level one charges. He says that LSU should name the court after Dale Brown. Now, I'm not, I'm not the, the smartest individual on the face of the planet, but I know when I see something and I smell something and it's not right, that he's pretty much giving you exactly. I mean, exactly what it is that he's doing. Why bring Dale Brown's name into it in the first place if he's not a guy pushing, pushing this NCAA violations? Tony Weaver, my man, what's going on? We greatly appreciate it. everyone that's joining into the show. Go ahead and do what we always tell you to do. Go ahead and hit the like and hit the share. Share it to some groups. We greatly appreciate it. Tony, what's up, my man? You know what's good, Tony? You know what's good, Tony? Is that Dick Vitale and Dale Brown are probably going to get what they want. But I will tell you right now, and I promise you right now, that LSU has not been served with a notice of allegations from the NCAA. You know, it's funny to me that you can people continue to sit here and talk about, 
whether it be John, I don't give two Rudy Poos if it, who was saying it. Now, if someone a little bit more uh, reputable, like a Jay Billis, who you could say what you want about Jay, but if Jay Billis would have come out and said, this is what I'm hearing, a guy who was an attorney and actually has worked for NCAA, okay, all right. But Dick Vitale, again, Dick Vitale, again, has come out and said something negative towards LSU, and this time he even added the University of Arizona. Now, let's make something very clear here. Let's make something very, very clear here. Especially when it comes to Dick. He doesn't report your news. He doesn't have, he might have, some people that he knows inside the NCAA, but I promise you my, my sources at LSU are better than his. I promise you that guys that cover LSU sources are better than his, and every single one of these people are saying the same exact thing that we're hearing and that I've been saying for over a month and a half to two months. Dick, stop being like your first name. Quite frankly, Mr. Vital. You're not welcome back in Baton Rouge. They tell you to cover a game, you better be ready and you better have security because I'm not going to do anything to you. But if, God forbid, we do have fans, if you think fans at LSU aren't going to be extremely ticked off, then you've got another thing coming. Dick has come out with all of these allegations, but not once. Here's what's also funny. Dick has said that there's all these allegations on LSU. But not once has he gone on Jordy and T-Bob's show. Not once has he sent out a tweet. Not once has he said exactly what those allegations are. He goes, but it's a strong offer, baby. It's a strong offer. Doobie, did you know that I made the girl, the local girl over here, the Chick-fil-A, a strong offer too to give me a couple more Chick-fil-A sauces? What if you just, what if you just hear me saying I made her a strong-ass offer? Does that mean I gave her money under the table to give me some Chick-fil-A sauces? Because that's not what it means. Mr. Carlton, what's going on, brother? We greatly appreciate you joining Facebook Live, everyone on Twitter. You want to tag y'all you guys on Twitter want to tag Dickie V. I don't care. I quite frankly don't care. But Dickie V, don't come over here in Baton Rouge and talk about your Rudy Pooh sources that we know now is not real sources. And Dale Brown's ticked off due to the simple fact he doesn't have his name on the court. You want to know who his source is? Go ask your former coach, Dale Brown. Because that's his source. Not only should Dick Vitale, you know what? If a good friend came to me and said, Blake, I need you to do something but I need you to report fake news. I wouldn't do it. So shame on Dick Vitale and shame on Dale Brown because he, he's, everyone talks about millennials and everyone wants to talk about millennials and how bad our generation is. But you have two old-ass men that are sitting here acting like children because the guy doesn't have his name on the court and the last time that he coached at Louisiana State University, he left your school. Not, not, not just the whole state, but he left your school. LSU, LSU was on violations in parole, probation, not parole, <laughs> not parole. But your school was on probation due to the simple fact of what Dale Brown did. So what you got to say, what you got to say, Dick, you want to come on, you want to come on AYS 
and you want to defend yourself, you want to defend exact, here's what would happen. Even if you did come on, even if you did come on, I will pay you to come on. But even if you do come on, you're not going to let anyone speak. And what you're not going to do is come on this show. If you're going to come on this show, you better ha- you better bring some stuff with you. Everyone that's got a Twitter, go out there and tell him that if he wants to talk about what's going on at LSU, he's got a front row seat and he can talk for four hours if he wants to, to tell us what's going on at LSU. Because I promise you, his sourcing, Doobie, get ready for the Rudy Poo. It's absolutely Rudy Poo. Doobie? Doobie doesn't have the Rudy Poo. I got I got some other nice, like, before the rant hit you with a... That's okay. The Rafino rant. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's complete trash. Now, what's even more trash is I'm not saw so, I'm not sure we're talking about the the price of two for one when it comes to LSU. Okay, when it comes to LSU, I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but College Football Savage posted something the other uh, I think it was either Friday or Saturday talking about their SEC. I'm not going to stay long on this because we got to get Chase Hoyt from from TigerBait.com in, who's going to be our guest. Alabama, he's talking about the SEC football. He's talking about where he believes he sees the the, the SEC and how he sees it uh, shaking out in his tears. In the West, number one, Alabama. Okay. Number two, Auburn. I'm not – look, I, I've come on this show and SEC Gobo and said that I think that Auburn can be a sleeper team. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to argue because it's another man's opinion, but that one. Number three, Texas A&M. <laughs> Okay, number four. Here's where it gets really good. Here's where it gets really good. Ole Miss, number five, Mississippi State, number six, LSU. He's got LSU having a losing record. He's got Ole Miss and Mississippi State beating LSU next year. (laughs) If that's not trash. So, Mr. College Football Savage, whoever in the Rudy Pooh you are, if you think for two seconds that LSU is going to finish sixth in the West, brother, you might have the Rona. The Rona might be in your head. You need to go get checked for Rona. You mean to tell me that you believe that Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M are better as a team than LSU? Get out of here. And the East, which is just as atrocious, Number one, Florida. Number two, Tennessee. Number three, Kentucky. Number four, Georgia. Georgia is not ending up fourth in the East. Number five, South Carolina. I agree with that. Number six, Missouri. Number seven, Vandy. I agree with those. Number six in the West. It's the most Rudy Poo thing I've seen. I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's worse. Dick Vitale coming out and strictly saying that he has a source inside the NCAA when we all know it's Dell Brown, or that this guy, whoever he is, he can come on the show too. We ain't going to pay him like we pay Dick, okay? But whoever this is, saying that LSU's finished sixth in the West. Getting to some of the comments, my guy C. King. What's up, brother? LSU will be really, really, really good and there's nothing that you can do about it the defense will be much better i agree with him there i agree with my boy c there blaine smith what's going on brother hope you're having a good night blaine smith esteban 
I seen what you're talking about. The list was trash. Yes, it was. Would it do AYS? We just making it happen over here. We got the merch launching on July the 1st. So you can get that link. Everyone hit the like and hit the share. Share it to some groups. We greatly appreciate it. We're going to be having Chase Hoyt from TigerBay.com and Go Recruiting. Him and his buddy Harold do a really good job. They're launching their own podcast. Going to be talking about some different recruits. It's going to be a really good podcast. I think they'll do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday. But we'll ask Chase. Really excited to have my guy on. Um, before we get to Mr. Chase, we're going to talk about one of my, my favorite restaurants over here in the North Shore, the Boston Restaurant. Look, guys, quite frankly, you want the best seafood on the North Shore, they got it. You want the best steaks in the North Shore, they got it. You want the best everything. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the menu. That's, uh, that's why I might be looking like I'm slobbering a little bit. Doobie, do we got that overlay for the Boston? Maybe you can't hear me. But everything that you got on the menu that you could get at the Boston is absolutely amazing. Absolutely 100% amazing. Give them a call today now that we're still in phase two, 985-748-5555. That's 985-748-5555. Tell them Blake Rafino sent you over at Are You Serious? I promise you, anything that you order is going to be good. Okay. Run the run the Boston right quick. Run the overlay because I was doing the ad and then we missed it. But here's their address. Here's everything that they do over at the Boston nine eight five seven four eight five 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 five. Since we are in phase two, they do have some limited seating. Seating, but always, guys, absolutely always to go orders. You can tell them Blake Rafino sent you. All right, Chase Hoy from TigerBait.com and Go Recruiting is our guest. We're gonna talk a little bit of recruiting with him. Chase, what's going on, man? Nothing much. How are you doing? Well, I'm going to be a little honest with you. Dick Vitale's got my blood pressure up, okay? Doesn't he always? (laughs) I guess he does always have my blood pressure up. That's a good point. All right, Chase, we're going to get right into it, okay? We had a big commitment uh, last week in Garrett Dellinger, a guy that has kind of faced a little bit of injury in his time in high school, but can you tell us a little bit about Garrett? So I see him as, one of the top-tier offensive tackles in the nation. So at one point, he was rated as the number two uh, player in the nation. Um, he's that type of offensive tackle where it's going to be protect your quarterback blind side. side. He's going to be – I would compare him a lot to Leo Collins. Um, he's that type of uh, offensive tackle in my mind. It's interesting you say that, um, that you, you right now would have him as a left tackle and not a right tackle? Yes. Um, okay. I would have him as what we have coming in right now of last year's class and this year's class as a left tackle. But from me talking to uh, some people in the recruiting here in Virginia, if we get Tristan Lee, who I believe we are the leader for, for that might change. Tristan Lee, another five-star tackle in this class in 2021. uh, Yeah, yeah. he is a game-changer. And from what I've been hearing, it's going to – LSU as a leader with um, Ohio State and Oklahoma right behind. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're believing that we have a slight edge for Mr. Tristan Lee and that we're possibly going to get him. So that would be amazing. 
Look, there's been a lot of chatter here lately that there are going to be some commits, and I guess who are some commits that possibly the LSU fans could look out for, possibly that they could be that could pop here in the near future, and that we should be looking out for wide receiver or defensive line, offensive line. What are you hearing? So defensive line, you got one, a kid uh, who's committing Wednesday, um, and Naquan Brown out of Virginia. Uh, he's one to mm-hmm. watch. I think he, as of right now, my, my pick is he will be picking LSU Wednesday. Uh, he he oh, can wow. play outside linebacker or defensive end, and and then and out and then the next one would be uh, Chris Hilton uh, out of Zachary, wide receiver. Receiver, he's another one to be a keep an eye on to be uh, committing um, in the next couple weeks or so. That, those are the two two ones you want to keep eye off right now on on commitments. Blaine Smith inside Facebook Live says, "Ask Chase any news on the Sage Ryan or Mason Smith commitment date, or will they go to the end to early <laughs> December or the late or the late period?" I think Mason will wait till say the Under Armour game or one of those. Um, mm-hmm. On Sage, I believe he will commit before his season starts. There's no oh, wow. date out there there when it will be, but my feeling is it's going to be before uh, his season kicks off, just for him to get it done and over with. But so it also here's on, it also depends on all the visits and how this. Because nobody's going to be able to go and visit until August 31st as of right now. Chase, here's the here's the question I think that all of the LSU fans are, are wanting to know is is that it looks like LSU is going to have a very good class. So with some of the guys yeah. that are still out there, you talk about Chris Hilton. Well, let me back let me backtrack for just a second. When you talk about Naquan Brown. He's been very highly underrated. Would you agree with that? I think people got him as a low or high three star, low four star. But he did yeah. some stuff this past week, and he demolished these four and five star offensive tackles. Why is he getting so yeah. overlooked? A lot of kids in Virginia have been overlooked, and I really don't know why. I think it might be the area and the and the competition he goes against on a weekly basis. But when he goes up against that top tier competition he excels so i'm not as sure i thought he would jump but the thing is with him not being able to do say the rivals five star challenge and those the under armor camps and stuff it hurts players like him who would excel against that top tier competition mm-hmm. so, chase hoyt uh, from tigerbait.com and go recruiting's our guest chase let me ask you this because we we see a lot of the comments inside facebook live we see a lot of the comments on twitter how do you see this shaking out now you said that you believe that we could possibly get tristan lee you also said mm-hmm. that naquan brown who's committing wednesday you think that lsu may be getting him what are some yeah. other guys how do you see that they end the class you chris hilton Maybe a Sage Ryan. How do you how do you see them in in the the twenty twenty one? Well, and I mean, let me back up because February is a long way off, and we don't know what's going to happen. But of the guys that are on LSU's radar, who do you think are possibly strong LSU leans? So I got I have a note of a projected twenty twenty one class of my own. <laughs> so okay, uh, I think Mason Smith Smith. I think we get Foreman on the D line. The uh, Corey Foreman. Corey Foreman, the, yep. 
Yeah. Oh wow. Canoe uh, Cout and Naquan Brown will be be the ones to close out the defensive line uh, class for me. And then Sage Ryan. We already got uh, Gee. I think we're we have a high chance to get the uh, corner out of um, Alabama. Uh, can't pronounce his name. It's G A Q. Christie. He's like one of the top top uh, tier uh, corners in the nation. Um, I think gotcha. we get Brian Brian Thomas Jr. is going to be a Did we lose Chase there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here myself. Okay. Um, but Brian Thomas is going to be a fight um, to get to keep him. It's going to be a fight to end. It's going to go back and forth between who's his leader between us and Alabama. But it's going to be a fight. I do think we end up getting them at the, by the end. And uh, getting, it, getting end, some of these comments. To, keep going, Chase. Keep going. A tight end to watch out for is Michael Trigg. Uh, he's, he, that was my next question to Thomas Fadone. Thomas Fadone, is that someone that – because it looks like he's a heavy LSU yeah. lean too. Do you think that he'll be in it's this a, class? It's a very big possibility. Um, it's basically what I've been hearing is between us and Nebraska right now. Mm. Now, gotcha. and, and him being a, that Midwest kid, that's the lure right there, being closer to home. So mm-hmm. if he can get over that, I definitely could see him ending up in this class. Chase Hoyt from TigerBay.com and Go Recruiting is our guest. Chase, we're going to get one more question and get you on out of here, yep. and then you can tell everyone what you guys are doing. And the, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure you are doing the podcast, right, with you and Mr. Harold. And yeah. we're going to tell everyone when yeah, we can get that. But last question before we get you out of here is – I'm pretty sure, I I mean, I talked about it Friday, but Marcel Brooks came out with a statement today. There's still been some lingering people saying some crazy stuff. What are you hearing on Marcel Brooks, and what's the truth that you're hearing? What I heard um, is a personal issue that he got a lot of things uh, going on with his family and that uh, he, him being six hours away with everything that's going on in, in the country and with him and his family, he didn't think it was right for him to be that far away and didn't feel that comfortable being six hours away and wanted to be closer to home. So if anything went wrong or going on, on he would be able to get there and um, help his family out. That's the gist of what I've been hearing of the reason why the transfer is happening. And I'm hearing gotcha. uh, the school to watch out for is TCU mm-hmm. for him. So TCU, I think, is the one that he's going to go. There's a lot of hoopla about Oklahoma. Oklahoma, from what last I heard last night, does not have a shot. <laughs> yeah, they don't. All right, Chase Chase Hoyt was our guest. Chase, tell everyone where they can find you on TigerBay.com and what you are doing and what you are launching the next couple of days. Uh, I think it's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Uh, so we'll be uh, – me and my uh, guy, Harold, we'll have our podcast on Wednesday. We'll be going live on Twitter, uh, doing a live Q&A, kind of. And then we also be talking about this upcoming season, about how the offense and defense look. look. Um, and then at the end of each show, we're going to be highlighting the underrated recruit. If it's from Louisiana, Texas, wherever, ever, we're going to focus a lot on the southeast but we're also going to look all over the country. If there's a lower-rated recruit who's 
underlooked and everything, try to highlight them, try to help these kids get noticed a little bit more and get their name out there and, and push them out there. And hopefully they can get some traction on their recruiting and get, get that next level. Chase, we but greatly you, appreciate you it, find, brother. We will – yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at uh, CWAllDay1986, uh, and then you can find our podcast at, at Go with four X's at the end and one. Chase, we greatly appreciate you being our guest, man. Let's talk again soon, and we'll be looking out for that starting July the 1st, man. We greatly appreciate it. Oh, always. All right, Chase. Chase Hoyt was our guest talking to some LSU recruiting. It was pretty good there. I think that he's right on. I mean, most of it, he's more in tune to recruiting than than me. I'll tell you that. He's always good in there. John Adams has good when flipping the running back. There's been a lot of chatter out there. There's been a lot of chatter. I should have asked Chase that. Sean, what's going on, man? I was thinking Baylor only an hour and a half away. From, and Miranda, that's a good point. I've been hearing more of Baylor and TCU, but being a Fort Worth kid, having family issues or some some situations there, I think Marcel Brooks probably more than likely is going to end up at one of those two schools. All right, guys, I want to get to the next segment. Well, let me back up. Let me back up. I see a lot of comments on, on the Twitter sphere. T- tag or at Dickie V. You want him to come on the show and defend himself? Let him do so. Let him do so. He wants to talk trash about LSU. Let him do so. Hell, I'll add him at the end of the show. If you guys don't want to right now, I'll go do it. You know what? Don't worry about it. Let, I'll go do it. See if he'll come on the show. Because he's not going to continue to... Look, he can go on these ESPN-affiliated shows and stuff like that because he's somewhat a little bit protected. He's not going to be able to come here and do that. So the open invitation to Dick Vitale to talk LSU basketball is more than welcome. More than welcome, Dick, that if you want to come on this show and you want to talk that trash, see, here's what I don't like, okay? I know I keep going on this rant, but here's what I don't like, and we'll get to the next segment. But here's, you put out a statement like that and then don't say anything. Refuse to back what you're talking about. Drives me nuts. Drives me absolutely nuts. All right, guys, we're going to go on ahead and get to the next segment. Cam Newton. Signs with the New England Patriots. Before we get to that, our good friend, Mike Brazil, Mike Brazil Financial Advising. Look, guys, if you live for it, he'll take care. For all things financial, family planning, retirement planning, business planning, insurance planning, call Mike Brazil today, 504-343-1576. That's 504-343-1576. Tell him Blake Rafino over at RU Series Sports since you had someone Tell me today that they 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 have been reaching out to Mike and they've been doing some planning together, been really taking care of him and his business and his family. That him and Mike have been or been doing a lot together, and he's greatly appreciated. That he gave him a call, but call him right now, shoot him a text, tell him Blake Rafino sent you five zero four three four three one five seven six. All right, some some kind of bigger news, and I don't know why it's not getting more. Uh, I guess it is getting a lot of news, but a lot of people are questioning the fact that Cam Newton has signed with the New England Patriots. And quite frankly, it's a no-brainer for both of them. Cam wasn't getting signed by any other team. No other team really needed a quarterback as a starter at this point. Cam Newton goes into a situation with Bill Belichick, who's got a lot of success. And quite frankly, both sides, look, there's $1.1 million guaranteed, a very, very bonus-driven deal, up to $7.5 million, And it's a prove-it year for Cam. 
quite frankly, it's a prove-it year. Cam, can you go out there, win the division, have a winning season, and do really well? Here's what I'm going to say, and that I don't think that it's an update, upgrade for, for Cam Newton. It's Cam really doesn't have the weapons, kind of like how he didn't have him in Carolina. Yes, they have a good running back core, but other than that, they don't have an elite wide receiver. Don't have a good tight end. Greg, Greg Olson was always hurt and left. Don't have any good receivers. Now you have uh, Neil, who is a first-round pick. But outside of that, outside of that, you don't have a lot of talent. So what tells me if two things, either number one, either number one. Now, here's the truth, though, about it, too. During COVID-19, you have no idea what Bill Belichick's been up to. He probably is going to sign a kid from the, the local Waffle House, and they're going to play wide receiver, and he's going to make him a pro bowler. Okay, he's probably going to make him a pro bowler. But what, here's what we do know, is that we don't know a lot about Jarrett Stidham, who's the, I guess, what we believe to be the number one starter and the starter coming into, into the season. But Cam Newton is still a MVP or a winning quarterback. He's still a quarterback that got a team to the Super Bowl, is going 15-1, he's been injured. It's a prove-it year. Ga- Michael Gaglian on Facebook Live says, what about Edelman? But how old is Edelman? I mean, it was clear to me last year that Edelman had lost a couple, uh, had lost some steps, some se- serious steps. I mean, Tom Brady was pretty much force feeding, absolutely force feeding uh, Edelman, and they couldn't make anything happen. They played in a weak division. They played in a weak conference. I mean, yes, you have some good teams with the Ravens and the Chiefs, but outside of that, oh, the Texans, yeah, they really scare us. Carlton says 66 years old. I guess you're talking about Bill Belichick. John Adams says Cam going to take them to 7-9 and nine instead of 7-6. and six. I mean, look, you make a decent point. I mean, hell, you're a win away from being 500. I know that sounds crazy. I know that sounds crazy, but you're going to be on a lot of those guys. Uh, guys, quite frankly, are y'all putting all y'all's chips into the New York Jets? Seriously, are you putting all your chips into the New York Jets? Gag says Josh Allen's my dark horse for MVP. He might be. Buffalo's going to be a good team. They're probably going to win the division. Okay, but you're going to put all your chips in the, the Jets in Miami? Come on, man. Come on. They play those teams twice a year. I could see the Patriots with a Cam Newton-led team being the Jets twice and Miami twice. Miami's got some, some good talent. But, again, it's like putting... It's like people say, oh, well, we think Miami could be a sleeper uh, playoff team, which they could, but you still have two attack of Iowa. You still have Josh Rosen that's there. You have, you have the, the best beard in all, of, in all of sports, but they still have a lot of holes. They don't have a lot of good offensive linemen. Yes, they have some, had some, some decent receiver help at times, but again, I just don't know if I'm going to buy into the fact that Cam Newton can't go 7-9. Quite frankly, if they can't go seven, nine, eight, and eight, and possibly win, have a winning season nine seven. Mr. Joseph said, "Yeah, if the NFL Network was saying today that earlier the Patriots are going to be a running college offense similar to Newton ran at Auburn, and God forbid if they are, God forbid if they run the RPO game and you let Cam just pick and pop, and, and y'all run the and they run the football." Adam, what's going on, man? All right. 
We're going to get to some phone calls. I just want to give my two cents on Cam Newton. Kenny Steele's is in New England, isn't he? It's a good point, Esteban. It's a good point. But still, Kenny Steele's, is he a number one? I don't know. All right, we're going to go ahead and take some of y'all's calls. Before we get to that, my buddy Jacob Perilou and his wife Amber over at the Yard Father and made it clean. Guys, you got to go look at what he's... I say this every episode of AYS. You got to go to his Facebook page and look at what he's doing over there and everything he's doing. He's going over to my mom's house tomorrow and doing some landscaping, I believe. If, if I think that's what she told me. I'm going to be doing some mulching and some landscaping. Dude, you got to call him to, to make your yard look perfect. Fourth of July is coming up. You might be having a couple people over at your house. Give him a call. 985-634-2454. 985-634-2454. Tell him Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you. And listen, you're having a lot of people over too. Give his wife Amber a call. You want your, clean, you want your house clean and spotless? You drop, you drop some food on the floor? You can, no, I'm not going to say that. But you want your house absolutely spotless? Look, she went over to my mom's house the other day too. Made it look immaculate. Call Amber too, 985-634-1136, 985-634-1136. Tell them Blake Rufino sent you. Carlton Cisco says Cam won't last running around like that anymore, in my opinion. And I think you're right, Carlton. Uh, I mean, look, he, he's beaten and battered. Okay, you can't run him like you, that, you, that they used to. But I think what, you can, I think what Cam can do is, is run the ball four or five times a game. Okay, maybe six. Do these little RPOs, give it off to Sony Michelle and that running back core and make it happen. Look, just don't let him get hit. And New England, look, Tom Brady is the most immobile quarterback in the history of probably quarterbacks. You give Cam just a little bit of time to, to make some stuff happen, he can definitely do it. This is my opinion. Jacob Perlow says, not this Friday, but next Friday, Blake. I got him. I'm getting him booked up. All right. We appreciate it, brother. It's up to you. Adam O'Bannon. Adam, I'm sorry if, I, if I'm mispronouncing your name. Do you think that we will get Naquan? Yes, I do. I mean, per what – you can go ahead. Per what uh, Chase Hoyt from TigerBait.com just said, he feels very good. He's been on Naquan from the very beginning and say he's going to LSU. All right, we got some calls on the hotline. Mr. Gags, what's going on? Hey, how are y'all doing tonight? Mr. Gags. No, we're doing all right, brother. What's happening? No, I just wanted to chime in on the Cam Newton signing. I think it is a very big deal. I think a lot more people should take it seriously. And if anything, it maybe put the AFC on notice. And how, how so? Why you why you think putting them on notice? I just think if, if Cam's going to revitalize his career, it's going to be in a place like New England with a, with a Hall of Fame head coach and – you know, I know they, they might suffer with some wide receiver depth and they don't really have a tight end, but they do have two good running backs that act as wide outs and Sony Michelle and James White. So that'll be able to help them because, you know, if, I just think um, the AFC besides Kansas City and Baltimore, you, you know, you can it's pretty wide open after that. And I think I, I, I would be surprised to see Cam Newton win 10 games in New England, Blake. I'm being dead honest when I say that. Well, Here's here's the first thing I thought too yesterday when the news broke is that there's two completely different personalities in Bill Belichick and Cam Newton. The question is 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 Bill going to put up with and it's not look, Cam's never come out and did anything wrong. And you know, he gets his persona that he's done a lot of things wrong. What has he done wrong? People were so mad at him because he lost the Super Bowl and he wasn't happy go lucky about it. Oh well. 
You know what? I actually liked Cam a little bit more when he, you know, wasn't happy go lucky after a loss. Go look at all those guys back in the ninety or in the twenties, thirties, and forties and how they used to curse out reporters. That's just my take on it. But do you feel like that's a good connection between Bill and Cam? Um, I, I, I can see some, some mishaps happening between them two because Cam's <laughs> such a personality with, you know, with his post-game press conferences and his, his fashion and different things like that. But I want to draw an interesting stat line to you. I looked this up yesterday. Cam Newton went 2-0 and against Bill Belichick-led defense, uh, led teams. He had six mm-hmm. touchdowns and one interception. And, and from what I understand, that was one of the biggest reasons why Belichick decided to go after him was because of his success against Patriots defenses in the past. Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com, uh, he has a column up, and he, he was pretty well sourced in this in his Bill Belichick. I mean, they announced it. He had a podcast about it within seconds of it being announced. And so you, you could put two or two together there. But he said that Bill had pretty much told people that he was unstoppable in his mind and that if he had a little bit of, you know, I don't want to say coaching, but a little bit more help and what to do that he could be he could be another MVP again. So we'll see, man. I really believe that too. I think he reached the end of the road with Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, like I like to call. <laughs> and I think, like you said, if it, if you if you roll the dice, you can get an MVP type season out of Cam Dude. I don't I don't I don't know if that's that's possible in my opinion. But like I said, I could see this this man realistically realistically winning ten games for that team and going ten and six. We'll see. It's it's you know you know what's gonna happen. Well, I'm not gonna say that, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he cut him. I, I, seriously, I wouldn't be surprised if they have yeah. two preseason games and Cam Newton goes 25 out of 25 with five touchdowns and 400 yards passing that he doesn't cut him. That's his Bill Belichick. Yeah, that's just all right, Bill, Gags. Right. We really, flip before a draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Gags, Gags. We appreciate you calling in, brother. Oh. Is he going to come out looking yes, like a part of a church choir or a proud grandmother in his first post game? Before I go, he's going to come out in a parker and he's going to be down in the parish doing a weather report. With That's me. what I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Y'all have a good night. All right, guys. Yeah. You too, buddy. We appreciate it. All right, guys, you can call in 225-238-6075. That's 225-238-6075. We'll go to 755. 7.55 if you want to call in before then, or you can call in until 7.55. We'll take your call, 225-238-6075. Colin Thibodeau, who, who has not called in, and the AYS hype man says, healthy cam coached by Bill Belichick could win the AFC. We can see that. Sean says, cam was stuck in a Mike Shula and North Turner offense. He didn't fit that. Cam must be in the zone read to be successful. The Harbaugh offense. Well, that really is not Harbaugh's offense. He brought he brought in a guy that was on the offensive staff with Carolina when they went to the Super Bowl. So it's not a Harbaugh-led uh, led offense. Um, Carlton Cisco says with Cam at the Patriots – he will win that division for the 55th year in a row. <laughs> they do have a lot, man. They do have a a stranglehold on that division. Doobie, when you heard that Cam Newton was getting signed, what did you think? Oh, uh, man, if I'm being honest, it kind of doesn't surprise me 
because, mm-hmm. well, after Brady went to uh, Tampa Bay, we already knew he was at the end. Uh, well, I mean, he was practically cut and all that, but we knew what was going on at Carolina. When it kind of make the most sense, what was available on the table with someone with the experience? It's Bill Belichick. He's not, I mean, the dude is a practical genius as a coach. I don't think they would have went after him. I mean, I th- I think it's a uh, I think it's a good fit. I mean, dude, he's he's not even that old. He still Devin has Stav a lot says, left in the tank, man. Devin Stav says, "Would you rather have Matt? Would you rather have Matt Ryan or Cam Newton right now?" I'll be honest with you. I I'd mean, rather have Cam Newton. No, I mean, if his O line can pr- some- can protect him just a little bit, because dude, when he was at Carolina, he was getting lit up a lot i mean well he, he that's a little bit run, on cam but... he hand the foot he he held the football too long yeah he, he had likes three to run. pro well he had three pro bowlers on the offensive line at one point okay and he still was one of the lean sa- uh quarterbacks being sacked quite frankly i would say matt ryan because of durability cam's been hurt yeah, cam's got to stay healthy an entire that, but... season so if we're talking about right now i would say matt ryan like I, I have questioned if he he's received like long term damage because he has been lit up so many times over the years. Because like, dude, as he gets older, man, it's like he gets a little bit more and more out there, especially when he talks. But I mean, I don't think he Sean that Sean on Facebook Live the. Offensive coordinator that was in Carolina when they went to the Super Bowl is now the offensive coordinator with Baltimore Ravens. That's what, I, when you're saying that, that's not. John Harbaugh didn't run that offense. They ran power eye, three, three wide receiver, you know, bunch formation. That was, that was an offense that Cam had already ran before. They ran it because, of, or they started because of Lamar. Keep going, Doobie. No, I mean, dude, it's Bill Belichick. Uh, I think everybody kind of wants to see what they do without Brady front and center. But I mean, I'm, gonna I'm not going to dismiss. Out there to you. Go ahead. I'm going to throw this out there to there to you, Doobie. The most watched Super Bowl in NFL history: Cam Newton and the New England Patriots versus uh, the t- Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. You mean to tell me that that wouldn't be the most watched Super Bowl of all time? Yeah, it'd be as good as when the Saints played uh, the Colts when they had Manning versus Brees. That's always going to be one that I'll never forget, not only because I'm a Saints fan, but, I mean, come on, man. But, yeah, well, that would two, be cool. Two Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, it would be elite. It would be a – it would – Bill Belichick – I'm going to – well, I'm not going to say that because you never know. Bill Belichick will be, would beat Tom Brady. They would win. <laughs> I'm t- Bill Belichick wouldn't sleep for a month. He wouldn't scheme for any other and team. He wouldn't smile for six years straight. No, he would. He would <laughs> smile if he won. He would smile if he won. But it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate thing in sports, guys. Three more minutes. Two two five two three eight six zero seven five. But it's the ultimate thing in sports. Who's better? It's the ultimate man challenge, right? I'm a better man than you. I'm a better coach. I'm a better. I'm. I'm the reason why this happened. Bill Belichick goes out and wins the AFC East, and he gets to the playoffs. And T- Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks can't can't do it. Can't beat New Orleans. Now Tom might have a little bit of uh, a pass, you know, maybe for some. But man, I'm telling you now. Now, Blake, it, getting back on health, uh, 
Cam had a had a long time. I mean, if we have any long term health issues that I'm not 100 percent aware of, because I mean, if I'm being honest, I'm not. Yeah, the uh, I forget. His- I forget what it's called, but it's the the biggest tendon in your foot that keeps your your the bones in your feet together. Okay, so it was it's pretty much a seven to eighth. It's pretty much like tearing your ACL for your foot. So they have to literally go in there, and this I know this is gruesome, but they have to go in there and they have to take screws, and every three every three months into your recovery, they have to go in there and like turn the screws to make sure that it's not loose. Oh. Like well, some people, some people have had, it's been a career ender. Well, if, I guess if he is 90%, 85%, um, I mean, dude, he can have a lot of success under Bill Belichick. It, I, mean, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, Cam's always been the type that he's big and he like 6'4", 6'5", six, six, and he's six, like 260. Okay, 250. Um, he's huge. So I mean, he can he can he, he likes to run the ball because he's so freaking big. Got a call Esteban. Okay, go ahead. Well, keep going, keep going. I'm up. Okay, you gotta screen him. Okay, Esteban says, out of all the players drafted out of LSU this past season, which player has the biggest impact for in their rookie season? It's tough. I mean, it's tough to go behind a quarterback and Joe Burrow. I think Clyde Edwards-Helaire probably because, you know, running back's position where you can kind of – sometimes you learn a little bit of the offense, you can plug and play, and he could be deadly in that offense. Matt Seabrook says, real question is, if Bill and the Patriots go against Brady and the Bucks, who will the refs help? I don't know. We're good on that side, Dibby? Maybe not. Hands down, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I mean, I would go with Clyde right now. I mean – it's tough for rookie quarterbacks, man. It's tough for rookie quarterbacks. I think of Patrick Queen. I think of Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's another guy with a very a very um, experienced quarterback. Okay, a very very experienced quarterback, and so we'll see. James Washington says Queen. I could see Queen in that Baltimore defense. I could see Queen in that Baltimore defense. Um, I think a sleeper. I think a sleeper would be the two guys out in Washington. You got Thaddeus Moss and you have Sadiq Charles. I think they just got rid of their left, or they did just get rid of their left tackle. Sadiq can make an impact on that offensive line, so we'll see. Dude, we got somebody on the line? Well, we're going to go ahead and call it, guys. My name's Blake Rafino. This is RU Series Sports. The AYS merch will be launching tomorrow, or Wednesday. Well, launching Wednesday. We'll be on SEC Gumbo tomorrow with Drew DeArman from 97.7. Talking ball, the zone ESPN. So catch us on SC Gumbo tomorrow night, guys. We'll see y'all again tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.